if you want to go down to the stream to get some fish, but you don't have a pole or a string or a smaller fish, we'll grab that darn axe and you'll be all set. You'll be eating fish. It's axe fishing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Axe Fishing Podcast Evolved podcast where three of us guys from the midwest talk about halo as we're replaying all the halo games and anticipation for halo infinite uh i am the guy who starts i said that last time i'm dave i am portana ghost that haunts your memories blaine oh and i am the far easier to kill brute andrew so guys, we we played uh, the first three missions of Halo Three. Uh, it was very exciting. What initial thoughts before we before we jump in? It's held up very well considering it came out in two thousand seven. Yeah, I don't um, care that it looks better than Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I wish there was an anniversary edition because I want these cutscenes to look really nice. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised, like, how, like, as soon as that third, the third mission ended, I was like, I want to keep playing more, more, more. Yeah. Yep. And I was super happy that I didn't have to be the Arbiter. (laughs) Same. Same. Yeah, it was weird playing, you know, Halo 2 Anniversary and then going to Halo 3 Mm. because the graphics get worse, which is a a weird feeling. But yeah, I really want an anniversary because this is... Yeah, it, it was exactly how I remembered it. I probably played the Halo 3 campaign more than any of the other ones, so I actually remembered a lot about this one. I got three skulls in these uh, first three missions. You guys love replaying these games. Because I, I remembered exactly where they were. But... I No, you guys is too, too general. I, <laughs> I know, don't yeah. remember these missions at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. So let's go. Let's get into it. First yeah. mission, quote unquote mission. Well, hold uh, on, hold on. We'll uh, do a little bit of the uh, the lead up into Halo Three. What year is it, Blaine? It's two thousand seven. Whoa, uh, a year really where nothing a whole lot happened. It was uh, toward the end, uh, or when Halo came out, was uh, when we were just getting into our senior year of high school. Yeah. Um. And so I dumped my girlfriend at the time. Uh, said, <laughs> wow. Halo is the only thing that's important. And <laughs> that's uh, how that happened. Huh? That's how that happened. Um, you, had to, you had to finish the fight. You can't be having a girlfriend while you're finishing the fight. Christ. Finish the fight. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It, a, a very good game or very good year for games. Mm, I was living in a garage. Yeah, yeah, Andrew was living in a garage. I was. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about it when you lived in a garage. Um, Portal came out. Bioshock <laughs> came out. Crisis came out. Super Mario Galaxy. Um, Mass Effect. Uh, this. There's a lot of good games. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. That was a good one. That, that was, was a good one. one. I'm replaying that one right now too. Yeah, way to go, Dave. Weirdo. I just played um, the first mission where the ship sinks. It's real fun. Cool. We'll talk about that in our other podcast about Call of Duty. No. <laughs> no, never. We don't have the time. Um, <laughs> 300 came out. Ratatouille came out. Transformers. Yeah. 
I love how you put 300 and Ratatouille were like right next to like. Well, yeah. <laughs> In my mind, they're the same movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. Patton Oswalt, shirtless, standing in front of the Persians. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. the the one thing I do distinctly remember was a, a trailer coming out for the game called Starry Night. And man, the graphics were so good on that. And I just rewatched it, and they're still very good. Yeah. So excited. Um, I think it was just kind of the start of really okay CGI. And when it's only a minute clip, they can put a lot of time and resources into making it really beautiful. Mm. Um, oh, man. Yeah, this trailer. This is when, like, they were just trickling out information about Halo 3. And uh, it's just, like, starts out with these two kids talking in the grass about... They're looking up at the sky like, hey, you think there are other things out there or whatever? And then all of a sudden, it just, like, cuts to Master Chief helmet on the ground and, and Master Chief picks up his helmet and Cortana's shouting at him and there's shit blowing up all around him and then he like picks up a a weird doohickey off the ground and you go what the hell is that and he throws it on the ground and there's this like bubble shield this like weird transparent shield thing that comes around him and then like a uh, uh, wraith tank artillery shell explodes around him but he runs out of it and he's just fine and it's like oh my god what's this what what so new cool. things are they going to add to Halo 3? Yeah, it was very cinematic. And that was released over just about a year before the actual game came out, too. So it there was a lot of lead up into, or I don't know, a lot of excitement looking forward to Halo 3. Especially with the cliffhanger ending that was Halo 2 of, hey, we're going to finish the fight, and then here's the credits. Like the, the amount of anticipation for this game from, I wouldn't say each of us was incredible, but also just the world in general, it was a huge cultural event mm-hmm. um, leading up to it. And frankly, it delivered on <laughs> being what it needed to be. It It's a phenomenal game and regarded, again, as one of the best. Like, there's a reason Halo is... Uh, household name in first-person shooters because the first three, they did them perfect. This is the first time I remember uh, going to a midnight release for a game. And I had I had reserved the Legendary Edition. <laughs> um, oh, God. this Because we, we had just gotten a GameStop in town. Yep. Um, pretty close to when this came out. And I reserved the Legendary Edition, uh, which came with the Master Chief helmet replica. Not to not human scale. Did you think it was scale at the time? Uh when I put my like hundred dollars down for it, you bet your butt I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was super excited for that. <laughs> I wasn't disappointed though, so I yeah. yeah. It was uh Oh boy, yeah. I we I got the game. I was waiting in line with a couple of people and then we just like drove to his house uh and I didn't even play. I just sat and watched them play because I didn't want to like taint my Halo 3 campaign experience. I wanted to play by myself all the way through. So I just sat and watched them. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how I played it too the first time. I remember thinking I didn't want to... So I really like Halo Co-op, but I remember I want to play this by myself and then I can do other things. Yeah. Also, Mountain Dew Game Fuel came Fuck out yeah. specifically for Halo 3. Um, which is incredible and it's i don't know so they do have game fuel now 
and it's kind of just a hybrid energy drink Mountain Dew. Mm. There's a uh, there's an Arby's by my house that has Game Fuel on tap. Oh, <laughs> That's oh, incredible. High school Blaine would have crushed that so hard. That's a yeah. dangerous game, friendo. So yeah, I don't know. That's kind of the intro into Halo 3. We can go into the details of what Halo 3 is as we go. So go ahead, Dave. Yeah, let's 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 get it let's get it popping. So yeah, first first mission uh, called Arrival. So if we remember way Halo 2 ends, uh, you're on the big forerunner ship flying to Earth, and you radio to the people you're on the ship, and you're coming in hot. You're gonna finish mm-hmm. the fight. So this one starts, and uh, Arrival is just a cutscene, but it shows. Uh, it's kind of like it's at night. Uh, look up the skies, and Cortana's talking. And she's talking about um, they let me pick. Uh, did I ever tell you? Let choose whatever Spart- Spartan I wanted. She kind of goes into you know a little bit, and she says, you know, you were all brave and strong, but you had one thing that no one else saw but me. Can you guess? It was luck. Was I wrong? And like kind of while she's talking, you see the ship coming in, and you see a little thing come out, and it's entering orbit. And then right when she says, was I wrong? You, like, crash into the ground. <laughs> and it's like, well, that'd be a short game if Master Chief just didn't survive that fall. <laughs> yeah. But uh, cuts to some Marines. Uh, they're you know, saying, oh, this doesn't look too good. And Sergeant Johnson's yelling at them to stay sharp and not worry about it. And it shows the Master Chief. And he is in a crater, and his armor is all locked up. And so he kind of has an arm in the air, and it's not looking super great. And uh, Johnson's getting ready to call in uh, in the evac to come pick him up, and the chief gets up and he's like, "Bad, ah, don't worry about it. I'm good to go. Let's go kick some ass." And Johnson's like, "Cool, let's get out of here." And then uh, you're getting ready to go, and you see a little shimmer coming from behind Sergeant Johnson, because unbeknownst to the chief. Johnson and the Arbiter are bros because they killed Tartar Sauce together. So they're uh, road hogs like the Andrews hunters were in the last mission of Halo 2. And Chief shoves Johnson out of the way, grabs a pistol, and shoves it up in between the Arbiter's mandibles. And he's like, I'm going to kill this fool. And Johnson's like, hey, don't do that. He, we got enough to worry about. And the Arbiter's like, yeah, dog, we're cool. And then you're like, okay. And then you go run off into the into the jungle. Jungle? Forest. Forest. It's jungly forest, yeah. Yeah, jungly mm-hmm. forest. And uh yeah. That's the cutscene. Verbatim. <laughs> it's exactly right. Uh I'm I'm looking at the uh what Sergeant Johnson says. So near the end of the cutscene. <laughs> The arbiter says, "We gotta go. The brutes have our scent." And then this is another one. It's always Johnson has these variant lines for each difficulty level, right? So on easy or normal, he says, "Then they must love the smell of green." Like, okay, so the brutes have our scent. Then they must love the smell of green. Heroic. They must love the smell of a hero. But on legendary, he's got five different lines that he says. <laughs> they must love the smell of badass. Uh, they then they must love the smell of badass, and I left a little present for you, Arbiter, and I'm walking away. Ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, then they love. Then they must love the smell of testosterone. Uh, then they must. Mu- then they must love the scent of a real man. 
And then, then they must love the smell of Bulgari. Yeah, I'm doing a little product placement. I got to get paid, too. <laughs> so I guess Bulgari is some Italian, uh, I don't know, luxury brand. They sell watches and fragrances and shit. That's hilarious. I have That's no hilarious. idea. I might have to rewatch the cutscene on Legendary. I could actually beat this one just fine on Legendary. You could. Just the cutscene. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Johnson. I love that they did that uh, with him again. Yes, you're walking off, and you are into mission one, official of Halo Three Sierra One One Seven. You're yeah, you're with the Marines. You're basically just trying to get back to like they were coming to get the chief, and you're just trying to get out of the jungle forest, right? Sure. And you're you're walking around, and then you run into a bunch of grunts, and it's oh man, it's just it's so good because it's it feels a lot like Halo 2 did. It did. To me, it didn't feel as different from Halo 2 as Halo 2 felt from Halo 1. But okay. it was so good, and there's a brute right away. And one of the first things that you notice is, whereas in Halo 2, the brutes just weren't fun enemies because they were just kind of soaked up bullets. And I don't know, I didn't. they just weren't very entertaining to fight. Mm-hmm. You can actually kill brutes relatively easy in this one. At least the first few, and I mean, it's not doesn't make a better enemy just because it's easier to kill. But they really improved on the grunts as enemies, in my opinion, at least. Mm. How so? Well, because they'll like that because they are they are a little easier to kill, but they also it seems like they can do more. Like in the in Halo Two, the grunts had two moves: it was shoot you a bunch or get angry and just punch the crap out of you. Whereas. Okay. Now it seems like they're acting more like the elites did. They're being a little more tactical. They're kind of hiding behind things, throwing grenades. I don't know. They just feel more rounded out as, a, mm. as an enemy, which is a good thing because you're going to fight a lot of them in this game. You do. I, uh, I didn't like the, the voice choices they had for the grunts themselves. Mm. Um, like in Halo 1 and 2, they kind of had more higher pitched voices and they were more there for comedic effect. Um, and I, I, it does feel like in this one, they're, I don't know, they're still there, but their voices are lower and they're less funny sounding. I don't know. It's such a small nitpick. Um, but I, I feel like I liked them in one and two better. Oh yeah. They, they, they tend to give more like, um, they they just say out loud what the en- where the enemy thinks you are and what you're doing, sort of like you know they they bark out things like oh uh, he's over here or like oh he he killed the he killed the uh, the the commander the whatever you know yeah. I, you know what they are fun to kill still though that uh, that the assault rifle is back man it is really satisfying the uh, the gun I. I don't know what they did between two and three, but the gunplay feels a bit more tight in three than it did in two. It does, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. You know how what? To explain it, but it. Yeah. Were, were, were you guys playing with um, between two and three and one? Were you playing with like the default controls for those games? Nope. Yep. No. You were. Blaine wasn't. Yep. Well, besides bumper jumper. Bumper jumper all the way. So I don't change any controls. Yeah, I think the difference that I came across was that they moved reload 
and pick things up from X to like one of the bumpers um, to RB. And it is way smoother to you never have to take your finger off the uh, the 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 right the aim stick. Oh yeah, you can you can just keep moving. Which that's why Blaine plays bumper jumper to begin with. But hmm. I guess yeah. I don't I don't find it I find it to be less of an annoyance to have to push a button to reload or pick things up when you're fighting versus jumping. Well, yeah, no, I mean that's the point of bumper jumper is to jump up on that box. I don't need to switch my thumb off of the control like or the the stick. I can jump and look and aim while jumping uh more precisely um whereas when you're reloading you're pretty much giving up on actually aiming or if you're picking up an item you know you're not aiming to actually pick something up it's as long as you have your thumb on the the aim maybe if you're bad i mean (laughs) i feel like i hit buttons really quick that this is not an issue for me but i guess technically i can't move for the half second I'm hitting A to jump. Yeah, I think it's more of a multiplayer concern than it is yeah. a campaign concern. It, it definitely is. Um, and I, I mean, I definitely like that melee is RB also. Um, mm, maybe for yeah. what you've got your controls set to. Yeah, so yeah, I can jump and melee while looking, and I think those are way more important than use items or reload, I guess. Anyway. Yeah, I, so I don't know what it is that they've done, but like the they they've they've tuned the weapons uh, a little bit differently from Halo Two to Three. Like the carbine seems to do less damage, um, but shoots a lot faster. Um, yep. The battle rifle probably stays the same. Yeah, it feels very similar. Yeah, the assault rifle. It's good to have another like human you know, kinetic whatever weapon assault rifle that's not an SMG because it wasn't in Halo 2. And nope. uh, the the pistol is is very Halo 1 pistol, but they've slowed the fire rate down quite a bit, and it's not a one-hit kill on hunters. Well, at least I don't know. We didn't run into any hunters, but... Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure it isn't. And it's not quite as strong as the Halo. It's not as OP as the the first one, but it looks exactly like the Halo one. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't have the two times scope on it. So that's nice. Right. I guess. Uh, the needler is way better. You can't do it. They got rid of the dual wield, but they made it so that it, it sort of like spins up the, the, the fire rate goes up the longer you hold it down. I like, I like that. Yeah. If, if you're like at any distance, you can, by the time that like, you get close enough to where people are starting to shoot back at you and hit you. It's already going full speed and pretty much kills anything. Yep. By the time they notice you, you're basically through the clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to hide and reload while those things fly and do their job. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, I kind of hit basically all the weapons. Um, well, the spiker, that's a new gun. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those the guns groups. suck. I like the spiker. You would. It's not good though. The bullet travel time is so slow on it. It's very slow, and the reload time is—it's like half the level you spend reloading that gun. If they're up close, it's not bad, and it has a little knife on it, so I think it does more damage when you're meleeing. 
It does. The brute shot's way better this time around. Yeah, it has six shots instead of four. I, I felt the same when, and, and we'll see because we're very early into the game, but it felt like how Halo 2 had improved on most, everything new they introduced was an improvement. So far, that's how I feel with Halo 3 too. I like the tweaks they made to the guns. I like the additions that they've done. Um, we'll get into some like vehicles coming up. But yeah, I, I, I really like the way it the way it feels too. And I guess I hadn't noticed the I guess I noticed the guns feeling different. But you're tight is a good is a good word. It does feel a little tighter than Halo Two did. Yeah, so you're working your way through the jungle forest. Uh, you come across a couple different uh, kind of encampments. Um, pelicans flying overhead. It's, feels really nice. Uh, one thing that's cool in one of the uh, I think it's one of the first encampments. There's a, a turret, a mounted turret, and you can go up there. And what's really cool to add into this is you can yank the, tur- the turret off its stand and carry it around. Where it's no longer infinite ammo then, but you can move and jump. And it goes back to third person, which is, it's just really fun. I don't know how actually practical this is to use much in the game, but it's not, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a really good time. I don't know if you guys did. You guys rip the turret off as soon as you could. Yeah, every time I, every time I tried to use it, it uh, it seemed to kill me. I don't yeah. know, like because you're you're standing up and you're moving slowly, and yeah, it's it yeah. it has a lot of firepower, obviously, but it makes you very vulnerable at the same time. It has horrendously slow aiming speed. Yeah. yeah. You sacrifice a ton of movement speed. And that's what, like I said, it's probably not the best thing. But oh boy, is it fun. Boy, howdy. I found it more useful in the 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 mission after this one than I did in this one. Because I don't know if I used it in there. They, they had such shitty weapon, like shitty turret positions in this one. Like, yeah. the the first time you come across a turret, you're bas- you like come out of the, the jungle and there's a river in front of you and some buildings on your side of the river. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you get to a turret that's basically right up on the, the bank of the river and some phantoms come in over top of the river and you like, you're supposed to shoot at the phantoms. Um, but there are, there are a covenant on your side of the river, basically behind you uh, and to a point where you can't rotate the turret around. <laughs> So it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll pull this up. But then the phantoms get you as soon as you, you pull the turret up. And it's just kind of like, well, I'm going to not use that because I can. <laughs> and there's actually a jackal sniping you also. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just don't touch the turrets in this mission. I did just for fun. But mm. yeah. Yeah, so you make it past. I think it's right after there. You see a uh, one of the brutes kind of holding up a marine who had kind of, he had captured him and he's yelling at him, tell me its location. And then the Marine says, kiss my ass. And you can save him uh, if you like distract him or shoot the guy. That was my intent to save him. But mm. the button that I hit was throw a plasma grenade, mm. which stuck <laughs> the brute right in the face. And I definitely killed him. But uh, Sergeant Reynolds, unfortunately, went with. So <laughs> not my best effort. Did you guys save Sergeant Reynolds? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I really meant to, and I just, as soon as I hit the button, I was like, that was a bad, that was an oops, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's, is that, I mean, you kind of just fight your way through the whole force. I don't remember how this one ends, actually. Mm. Yeah, it, 
um, it kind of opens up to a, I don't know, is it like a dam? Yeah, um, I do remember this now. And this is the—is this the first time you run into a, a brute with the hammer? I think it is. Yes. Yeah. So the brutes have—it's called a gravity hammer, which is kind of their equivalent of the, the sword. And this guy starts running at you. And also, is this the time I think he clicks in the invincibility while he's running? So not only is this hammer going to kill you, and even if you, you haven't died to it yet, you know it's not good if this dude gets to you. And then he clicks on this thing, and he starts, like, glowing gold. And then you shoot him, and you can't actually hurt him. Um, I've never... I I did not have that problem. Yeah, I did not no? come across that either. No, in fact, I got... I. I think I killed him without him getting close to me at all. I used the sniper rifle and shot him in the head a couple of times. Well, actually, so I didn't uh, this time. I had another guy who got to me with the invincibility, but I know this guy had it because I killed him before he got to me. And I was almost out of ammo. I don't remember why I was low. I remember I did a lot of sniping before I jumped down because you have a really good vantage point before you kind of jump down into the facility. So I took out as many people as I could. and I didn't have much, but I know he had it because as soon as I killed him, he drops it. Yeah. And then I picked up the hammer, and then I turned that on, and I just wrecked house on everything that was around. Mm-hmm. Do you guys prefer the sword or the hammer, or do you have a preference? I think the sword is better. I think the sword is better. I like the hammer more. <laughs> I would prefer not to use either of them in campaign. I like the hammer because it, it still does a lunge, but the slam, instead of just hitting your target, it also like puts out a pulse, and you can like hurt people and kind of blow them away that are next to you. Yeah, has kind of an AoE. I do feel like in this game, they, they nerfed the regular melee lunge range. Like, in Halo 2, uh, maybe Halo... No, I don't know. I think Halo 2, they, they made it, so if the guy is maybe a couple feet away and your reticle turns red, you can still lunge just a tiny bit with any weapon, and you'll you'll land a punch. But in this, it, it seems like they got rid of that, unless you do have uh, a hammer or a sword. Because um, right away, I was using the, the brute, uh, brute shot a lot, and just running around slaughtering grunts with it, because, you know, saving ammo. Um, but it was annoying, because I thought I could lunge from Halo 2, but it, it just wasn't doing the same as it was. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't the same. No. Yeah. Oh, I guess we forgot to mention too. Before you get to this, um, Sergeant Johnson, you you it's split up, and he has been captured, and so you see him kind of when you're going to the top. They put him into. They're kind of shoving him, and he turns around and tries to punch this guy, and Prue like doesn't register his punch and throws him down. So you're you're kind of working your way through this facility to, to rescue him, but. Yeah, you fight across the bridge. Um, I use the hammer this entire time because as soon as I have it, that's just all I want to do. May you go work your way to Johnson, let him out, um, and then you're kind of fighting your way back to the bridge uh, as the Phantom's coming in, and you get on the Phantom and you you fly away. Mm-hmm. And, end of Sierra One One Seven. Great, great start to the game. You did miss a fairly important piece, though. I'm sure I did. I don't actually, like I said, I'm, I'm jumping around. I don't remember this one. There's, well, I remember it, but I don't remember all the specifics. Sure. There, there's a moment where you are just kind of running through some caves. Oh, you yeah. get a, you get all of a sudden you can't walk very fast and your screen starts flashing and you see Cortana. And she's not with you because you left her back on high charity. 
she starts flashing around your screen. You can hear Cortana say some weird Cortana stuff. She asks, could you sacrifice me to complete your mission? Could you watch me die? And then a Marine seems very concerned that you uh, started twitching out. This yeah. is, this becomes a recurring thing that happens. Yeah, yeah, it is a big deal. I remember the first time playing, like being really upset every time that would happen. I was just like, I just want to go shoot things. Yeah, Shut up, I, Cortana! Like, I, I didn't like how much it slowed me down because I just wanted to keep going. So yeah, the uh, you fly away in your pelican, and uh, the next mission is called the Crow's Nest, which Dave was right. I don't really like this mission. I didn't find it as offensive as you, Dave assumed I was going to. I guess. Yeah. I, I when I so I, I definitely played. I played this first between the three of us, and I assumed that neither one of you would like it, but that Andrew especially would not enjoy this mission. Nah, I thought it was good. Apparently, I was um, wrong. So yeah, you you kind of start out. You uh, you all fly in with your pelican. You to a UNSC base, um, and the the base is just littered with. Uh, injured UNSC soldiers. They're all bandaged up. There's some laying on the floor. Um, there's kind of explosions going on outside the base. And you have a conversation with, which I, I didn't recognize her at the time, but Miranda Keys mm-hmm. um, and Johnson basically saying, hey, you're back. Cool. Awesome. Great. And just the, the exposition of, hey, the, they could have landed anywhere, but we're here in East Africa, the ruins of New Mombasa. They started digging, like, as if no one told, or I don't know, if she really need to say that, like, where are we right now? But yeah. obviously for the players, you kind of have to explore on the story. And so... Well, the, the chief might not actually know. He did jump out of a spaceship. Sure, but you would think chief would just even, like, turn to sergeant or sergeant and be like, uh, where, where am I again? <laughs> Like, he's got killing. He's got no time for that. Yeah, I guess. But like <laughs> off camera, I'm sure in my head, Chief just asked, like, "Yeah, where are we at?" Um, but from what we know, the the Prophet of Truth has taken his ark, uh, and he's digging for something. Um, and the humans aren't sure what right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk to Lord Hood. And they're like, hey, we've got a plan. Um, and then all of a sudden, the the power goes out. And here comes the prophet of truth on all the screens. Basically saying, you're all bad people, cowering in dirt. I'm going to burn y'all. Yeah, I don't know. He just monologues a little bit just to say, I'm the bad guy still here. Come to me. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just to say, yeah, here here I am. Yeah, and so the mission starts. You kind of... I don't know. You just start shooting people. It, you you kind of start moving through the mission. Uh, the, the goal is to kind of repel the, the brute invaders. Um, Before you leave that room, did you guys remember what else is in that, that room, in the comm center? No one else got the skull. Nope. There's a skull there. It's the second skull of the game. There's one in Sierra 117, and then there's one, there's a pipe that extends, kind of starts at the top of the steps in the op center and kind of goes over top where the bomb eventually is. Spoilers. There's a skull in every level. There's two in this one. 
and this is the first one. So, sorry, go ahead, boy. So, yeah, you're, you're, the goal of this mission is to just fight off the invading Covenant forces. Um, you you kind of go uh, into a hallway. Boy, I don't really remember this mission too well. Basically, you you backtrack so many damn times through this mission that it it's one big zigzagging circle um and not in a good way where it's like i can get in a warthog and drive back it's i i run to the end of the hallway and there was a kind of a cool scene of um i want to say it was the guys from red vs blue Mm -hmm. they had a cameo i don't know dave if you saw that yeah with the doors locked yep the doors locked and it's a funny little moment of well what's the password and it's like, well, I don't know. I was out here guarding the, the base. Well, we just had a, a meeting 15 minutes ago. We changed the password. Well, I was I was outside, though. I, I don't know the password. Well, you got to tell me the password. Like, so it just they kind of go back and forth. Um, yeah. I'm like, the, the chief's here. Pause, pause, pause. Does he know the password? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I legitimately stood there. I'm like, Am I supposed to go to the store? And so once they started, they stopped talking. And go, oh, maybe I guess I have to backtrack a little bit. I missed the door, um, and that's the story of this mission where you're backtracking because you missed the door. Oh, you just this is like how you couldn't figure out where the armory was at the end of Halo One. Well, yeah, I mean that's probably true. Yeah, I didn't get lost in this one. I knew, but I also no. remembered where all the skulls were. So I didn't. Because Dave plays this every single weekend, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so you fight to the hangar bay, and then you clear out the hangar bay. Yep. And then you got to get back to the op center. Yep. And then you got to run somewhere else. And then you got to go back to the op center. Yep. And then, uh, and then I think the first time back to the op center, then they have a bomb ready. Yeah. Because they're gonna blow it all up, and then yeah. you gotta get to the crew quarters because the brutes have taken people captive, and you gotta clear out the crew quarters. Then you gotta evacuate them, get them to a hangar bay, and then they can all fly away. Then you gotta get back to the the bomb because it was set to go off. Because the idea is they're just evacuating this base. They they've been overrun, and they're gonna leave them a big ass bomb. Seems like the humans like to do that. We're just like. Well, we don't know what else to do. We're just going to blow everything up. Um, if we can't have a base, neither can you. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, you you go back to the, the main center that you've been back three times, and now you're back for the fourth time. Luckily for me, I uh, I came across a an invisibility Yeah, me too. Upgrade. And so I popped that, ran up, activated the bomb and just ran away um which was kind of funny where it's like they could have just been like oh something activated the bomb again let's just turn it off again but you know they they don't decide to you fight your way a little bit more and then you jump down an elevator shaft and kaboom there goes a big explosion and you pass out yeah you you forgot various cortana moments I don't know. None, none of them are great. This mission sucked, though. I'm basically, it's just you're running back through the same thing. And like, I don't know, maybe maybe I need to slow down and I need to actually enjoy it and play it. I, I get too caught up on I need to beat this in a certain amount of time. But the fact that you're like, OK, we're going to go back to this center. It just it's not a very exciting mission for me. 
I like to keep exploring and moving on and moving forward. Like that's what Halo does so well. I thought the fighting the crew quarters was fun because there's two different levels since you can take it at the bottom level or you can jump up at the top. Um, the one room when I think, it's, yeah, the second time you leave the op center after the bomb set up and you're fighting to the qu- crew quarters, there's like uh, kind of a, a little overhang area and then a ramp up where there's just a ton of brutes. And there's a guy with a sword and they kind of keep coming down at you. Ah, man, I don't know. I'm, I, so I'm, I'm going to have a real hard time being critical of this game at all because I love Halo 3. But I, I did not mind this level at all. You have such a boner for these games, Dave. You can't even think critically about them. <laughs> I, I thought critically enough to know that you guys wouldn't like it because I recognized, man, I'm running back and forth a lot. This is mildly annoying. But man, it's great. One of the times you jump down an elevator shaft, if you don't, just run and jump off, and you kind of sneak over the edge. So Get out of here. Off. I don't give a shit about your skull. You land on a little platform, and there's a second skull. <laughs> skull cast. No one, no one cares. <laughs> there, are, there are various points where Cortana says things, but they're all quotes from Dr. Halsey in the Fall of Reach book. But you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. As with the two million people that purchased this game, would not know that because how are you supposed to know that? Because the Fall of Reach book came out in uh, 2010. Oh wait, no, sorry. Yeah, it 2001. Two thousand. Okay, 2001. Wait a second. What? That's not right. The the, the book came out the yeah. same. Halo came out. Oh, Halo The Fall of Reach is the prequel to Halo Combat Evolved and is also the first Halo novel to be published. It was written by Eric Nyland and published on October 30th, 2001, 16 days before the game was released. That's amazing. Yeah, that's fucking bonkers. I uh, totally thought that was like they came out with that like after Halo 2. Like, huh. Yeah. Huh, indeed talking about books and we can't even listen to where the second skull is in this mission. That's 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 a, that's a fun th- call out to the fans who know that Cortana is based off of Dr. Halsey. Did you know that, Dave? I did not know that. It makes sense once you play Reach, but mm-hmm. I did not know that. Nah, it makes sense when you play Halo 4. I'm pretty sure they say that. It, that's like a part of Halo 4. I don't remember Halo 4. Yeah, there's a reason why Halo 4 and 5 suck. Yeah, I don't remember where any skulls are in those ones. Yeah. Now you start on the last mission of the episode, Savo Highway. This is like, I, there's little to no words to describe this one. You're, uh, you're, you're outside now, outside of the base. And a pelican drops some warthogs. Or sorry, I take nope. it all back. You start inside of the base in a like vehicle bay. You pick a warthog to drive. Everything's on fire. It just got blown up. Everyone's knocked out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it honestly doesn't matter. <laughs> you get in. You get in a warthog and you just drive. Is the basically what happens, right? So you you like barely ever have to get out of your your warthog. Uh, for this mission you, you're driving down a road a highway um, and you're trying to get from new mombasa to voy 
I don't know if that's a real city. Probably not. And uh, the whole reason why you're trying to get to there is because the Forerunner ship that Master Chief hitched a ride on to get back to Earth has landed um, just outside of Voy, and it, that's where the excavation site is. So you're basically just trying to drive from one city to the next on a highway. And that's that's pretty much it, right? So you, you'll drive uh, a little bit, and because they're brutes and not elites, you uh, they they gave them a, a ghost replacement that's specific to the brutes. It's called the Brute Chopper. They're okay to drive. I like it. They're like they're like the ghosts, or like they're very motorcycly, uh, where they but they've got like a giant tire out front that has like blades, uh, as for like a like a wheel well type thing where it's just got like blades out front and it shoots big spikes out of like two uh, machine gun out out the front. Um, but the thing that sucks about it is that it can't strafe like ghosts can. Because uh, goats, ghosts just kind of like float off the ground, and uh, and same with wraiths, they can all strafe around. So when you're driving your the brute chopper, um, you have to drive it like a warthog, except you can't shoot. You can only shoot what's in front of you. Right. Um, it does fuck up things that you. It's got like a secondary like boost, and if you run into something with that, you hit them with your blades, and they basically. Uh, die instantly from that. So that's pretty cool. It seems like they pack more of a punch than a ghost, too. Because it feels like it, a ghost, you kind of pump... I mean, ghosts are very good. But you pump a bunch of plasma rounds or something. Whereas this, it seems like the, the rounds explode a little bit. And so it seems like you can take things out a little quicker. I yeah. could be wrong on that. They, they feel like they uh, they shoot a dumbed-down brute shot. Or just like it, it does slightly less damage than a brute shot, but it shoots a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that you can just flip around and change directions very quickly in them too. Can you? Yeah, because you can like motorcycle it and like the whole thing leans over and you can just whip around. Yeah, I didn't actually use one much in this. Um, <laughs> I stayed in my warthog. I let my I let my warthog uh, gunner shoot most of the time, which oh, they're just not good. They're, they never shoot what you want them to shoot at. No. They're like a pelican flies, or not a pelican. A phantom flies over, and they're shooting at the phantom. Like, shoot the guy who's right who I'm circling. I'm circling the brute. <laughs> shoot him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's it's a lot of just like driving around, strafing around uh, brute choppers and wraith tanks. Uh, eventually, you get to like a. There's some marines who need help and you have to jump out of your warthog because they've like put up a barrier uh, in the inside of the the tunnel that you need to drive through. Um, So you have to get out of your warthog because you can't drive through it, but you can walk through the barrier, which is weird. Yeah. Like I can (laughs) see a shield that doesn't allow projectiles that are moving over, I don't know, say a certain speed limit of like, you know, 20 miles an hour. It won't let projectiles in. Like that's what the shield is supposed to do. But when, yeah, you can't. You can walk through it as a person or as Master Chief in like metallic armor. But you can't slowly creep your warthog through. It's that's a very weird barrier that I don't know how they designed it that way. Yeah, doesn't make a whole lot of sense other than for a video game. 
<laughs> right. So you have to get out. Uh, like they just make you get out of your vehicle every once in a while to have ground firefights, which were fun. I mean, there was you'd kind of get up into this building where Marines were trapped, uh, and you'd you'd kill all of the things leading up to the building, and then there'd be like a little gun resupply thing there, and uh, where you could get like a shotgun. The shotgun is like way better in this game than it was in Halo Two. Um, and you get like a shotgun and a sniper rifle, and then as soon as you pick up any guns, then like all of a sudden, oh no, more brutes coming in. So then you'd have like your little firefight out when you're defending. Uh, so there'd be a turret because they have to show that you can pull a turret off the ground. So there's always a turret, which makes every like every one of these little like hunker down and defend yourself moments infinitely easier. Because so there's just a machine gun with infinite ammo. Yeah, I actually didn't use it for that reason because you can just jump on and kind of mow things down. But did you guys use the the um it's like an anti-vehicle mine, like a landmine? I did. I saw it. I think I ran over it and went or just ran by it and was like, "Ah, this is worthless." I used it a couple of times just to kill brutes that were trying to run up a hill. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah, they there are a lot of different kinds of Spartan. Um, what are these even called? They're not abilities. It's just equipment, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Like I found uh, the there's those mines. There's the bubble shield where you drop it, and um, does it roll downhill? No, I think it okay, just that's kind of like... that must be a different game. Yep. So you drop it, and it's like a stationary bubble where nothing can shoot in, nothing can shoot out. Um. Then there's a regeneration aura where if you sit in it, your shields and health regenerate faster, but it also heals enemies that are inside of it too. Um, there's an invisibility, uh, which is nice. Finally be invisible as the chief. Yeah. Uh, then there's a uh, invincibility, which is really nice. There's a deployable shield, like portable shield thing which is kind of cool where you drop it on the ground and it raises up this big plasma shield thing that can just stick around until it takes a certain amount of damage and dies there's a grav lift where you drop it on the ground and it's like a little like uh air jetpack booster thing that like shoots you up in the air a little bit it's trampoline yeah, it's like a trampoline yeah I, I think that's about it Oh, there's a radar jammer that's completely pointless, I think. <laughs> there's like an EMP one. Yeah, so the blue one that you can throw out and take everyone's shields out. Oh, yeah. What Really, what happens is they throw it at you and takes all your shields out. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, that's a new Halo 3 thing. So, uh, and that's coming back, baby, for Halo Infinite. Um, anyway, fuck, yeah, eventually you get to... The end of the mission, the end, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know, you, you drive your warthog to the end of the highway, and there's various firefights. It's pretty, I mean, Dave, where's the skull in this one? Uh, this one, once you come out of one of the, I think it's after you break the first. So, in this mission, the, um, I tried to do the strategy of, hey, it's a vehicle mission, I can just drive by everything. It isn't so easy in this one. Nope, they fixed it. They fixed it. And stubborn me had a hard time just trying to drive by everything. Um, Dave, I don't know if you have the game up in front of you, but if you want to check yep. the score, 
Yep, I was um, just gonna say I was I was just looking at the score while Andrew was talking, and I was wondering why did Blaine have such a hard time on this one? And this makes a lot of sense. So par <laughs> score is twenty one, and again, we don't know what goes into the scores, but yep. that's what the game so you're supposed to get twenty one. Definitely time and kills. Andrew, yeah. you got a twenty five point nine, so you crushed it. You did yeah. very well. Yeah, I got an eleven point two, so not great. Blaine got an eight point seven. <laughs> Jesus, you guys sucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, how many kills did I have, Dave? Compared to you guys, Andrew completed the mission in twenty eight minutes and had one hundred and seventy nine kills. Uh, so yeah, score being based on kills and time, that makes sense. That you yep. did very uh, well. I completed the mission in thirty seven minutes and got one hundred and fifty six kills. Blaine completed the mission in 32 minutes with 48 kills. <laughs> How? <laughs> I, yeah, I did my best to just drive by everyone. And I think yeah. it hurt me a lot because the checkpoints that I got were, I was in like really beat up warthogs or just in a chopper by myself. And there were six choppers and three wraiths around me at all times. Oh, I got a hard time there. Where, like, the chopper comes off of that broken piece of highway above Yeah. You. Yeah. It was, like, a bunch of wraiths, and you kind of go up the hill and fight them. That's the one. I didn't have a hard time with any point in this mission except for that. And that's what definitely ruined my score, because I died a bunch there. Because I still had my guys in my Warthog. They were still with me. And I tried to get them to, like, through this part. And the only way I could do it is I ran f- right at the first wraith, jumped out, planted a grenade in it, and jumped off. And then I did the I killed the rest of the vehicles on foot because I, I I don't know for some reason that was easier than trying to do a vehicle because I tried it in my wraith, I tried it in a chopper, and I just I killed the rest on foot, and that worked for me. I hijacked a wraith and just used a wraith for a bit. Yeah. That's what I was trying to do, but I, I don't know. I guess maybe I wasn't looking at it the right way, but whenever I would jump on the Wraith, it would just ask me to plant a grenade instead of hijack it. Anyway, yeah, you get to the end, and you can see the uh, the Forerunner ship off in the distance. That I mean, that that's about it. That, I'm, fuck, yeah, done. Were you guys confused a little bit? I mean, it wasn't like I couldn't, I couldn't play the game till I need until I figured out the answer. Um, but like, so you start out the you start out the the, the initial cutscene and you see uh, it's just like two shooting stars, right? One is probably the forerunner ship, and the other one's Master Chief landing, right? Yeah. And then Master Chief gets found by um, Sergeant Johnson. And if you think if you think back, you go, wait, Sergeant Johnson was back on the halo ring with um, keys talking to three, four, three guilty spark about the arc. And then you get found, but like he also jumped into the, uh, like onto the forerunner ship at the same time that they were. So like he would have been in space, like above earth at the same time. I guess I don't know how fast, Slipspace travel is, but like they would have had to travel the same amount of time in slipspace to get from Halo because High Charity was it's the same travel distance. Um, but he jumped off of the ship and he was found by the thing. 
Well, hold on. I have a I have a, a answer for that before you read the media. What's your dumb answer? You're on the ground for a while. Yes, Dave. How long? I don't know. Quite a bit because two the weeks. Prophet of Truth. Sorry, his pl- ship's planted. He's fucking shit up. Yep. So yeah, he must have been out for a bit. Yeah, he was on yeah. the ground for two weeks, just chilling. What? Hold on. That's what it says. The Great Journey. I don't know how they know this. <laughs> the last mission of Halo Two was on November third, twenty five fifty two. Okay. Yep. The Crow's Nest is November 17th, 2552, so 14 days later. Well, yeah, so, like, how much of that was slip space travel, though? I mean, okay, so does it does it matter how... So you're saying, like, okay, he might have jumped off the ship. It took him 10 days to get there, 12 yeah. days to get there, and then, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't... They don't say. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess when he when Master Chief landed, and how long until he was found after he landed? How long did it take? <laughs> because if Master Chief is unconscious for more than I don't know a minute, like Johnson. he's got severe brain hemorrhaging. Like, I mean, that explains a lot. It really does. It could explain why he's seeing Cortana hallucinations, I guess, but. Also, just, you know, food and water, you can go three days without water, I guess. And maybe his suit has some sort of preservation system. But if he's in the mud for 10 days until they find him. Well, the suit's got to have a, well, I guess it gets cryo-frozen. Where you, they literally thaw him out to make him fight. So, yeah. like, he can clearly go down for a while. But I mean, like in the, in the crow's nest, they talk about how like a lot of stuffs happened. Like Truth set up, and he's hovering over here, and they're digging. So it's not like Truth just landed. What's he doing? Like he's already well into his what he's there to do. Yeah. By the time you're in the, in the crow's nest, I must wonder how many animals walked over and peed on him. Boy, believe believe it or not, there was a four issue comic released uh, published by Marvel Comics that fills the gaps between Halo Two and Three. By Marvel? Yep. Okay. Uh, you guys keep talking. Oh, okay. Well, okay, so not only does it take 14 days, okay, like, so maybe slip safe travel isn't instant and it does take, take some time. How did Sarge and Halsey get back to... Because weren't they... They just killed Tartar Sauce. Mm-hmm. Randy they... Halsey. Oh, sorry, yeah, Keys. Yep. We don't know who Halsey is yet. Yeah. Keys, Keys, Sarge, and Arby are all together. Who, where, how do they get back to Earth? Well, they're on the Halo ring. Yep. So they probably just jump in like a phantom or something. Or a pelican. Okay. Scooch off. Slip space, go home. No, the pelicans don't have slip space engines. Though. They're like they're, Their capital ships are the ones that actually have slip space engines. I mean, how do... How did Sergeant Johnson get off the first Halo ring? Sure, yeah. That one you can kind of wave away a little bit and be like, all right, sure, he escaped, whatever. No. But like, It's classified. It's classified. But the the rest of them, how there's got to be. There's got to be canon explanation of how they got off the ring. It can't be, because I mean, the, the, the human ship, uh, 
not the pillar of autumn, the in amberclad in amberclad was consumed by the flood and taken over completely. Yeah, and crashed into high charity. Right. So that ain't going anywhere. So they they had to have taken a covenant ship, right? Probably. Well, they had the arbiter with, so we probably yeah. got him a got him a flight. Got him a sweet ride. Yeah. Well, he's got all the elites on his side, so they probably had some extra things lying around. That's true. What do you know, Andrew? Uh, it's just this uh, book about how while Master Chief was on the ship, he tried to kill the Prophet of Truth a bunch. Mm. Okay, I mean, it doesn't really say. So this is saying that the the um, Forerunner ship didn't go, it was like on its way to Earth, but it was hanging out in the solar system for like a week beforehand. Oh, so it didn't actually get close enough to Earth. Like it so like stopped out by like Pluto and then flew the rest of the way in. Well so there's a couple things here saying that it was stopped by Mars for a little bit. It like floated around Mars for a while. This is this is all it, it doesn't matter. It's all it's all fucking bullshit. Like they just yeah. made it up. I say I've never I've never wondered this. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, final thoughts. <laughs> three. I'm having a good time. This is like one of the first times where I've actually like beat the three missions and then wanted to keep playing. Usually I'm just like eating the fucking vegetables. No, you're only thinking that because you just played the end of a Halo game. But what Bungie has proven now three times in a row is that they can make a kick ass start to the game. The start of Halo 1 is awesome. Start of Halo 2 is awesome. And start of Halo 3 is awesome. But Halo 1 falls off because you have to suffer through the library. The end of Halo 2 isn't as good. And so hmm. I, I don't think you can tell me that you played Assault in the Control Room and were like, I don't really need to play. Or you played um, the Sonic Cartographer and you're like, I don't really want to play Assault in the Control Room right now. Uh, was it the last mission of the episode? I don't remember how we did it. Yeah, no. So I, my opinion... Um, I need to realize that I don't remember this game. Um, whereas Halo 1 and 2, there was a little bit of instinct of like, okay, I need to go here, need to go here, and like I can just kind of cruise through it. Whereas this, yeah, I did not play the campaign as many times as Dave did. Um, so a lot of this is fresh, and I think I need to like take a step back and actually enjoy it. Um, I'm still trying to just kind of rush through it and pretend like I know what I'm doing when I don't. And that's that's on me. Uh, I need to actually enjoy the game, I guess. But it, I think, Dave, you nailed it on the head where it's just everything Halo 2 did well, Halo 3 improves on. There's there's nothing in this game that I'm like, oh, this is a huge step back. Like, there's, it's, it is only better than Halo 2. Yep, I agree. Well, it's cool that the the story picks up literally where Halo 2 left off. So you're you're just amped because it ends on this huge cliffhanger and you want to go and it it puts you exactly back there and it yeah i I agree i think the story is good everything they've added is good the equipment is fun the guns feel good i played the hell out of this game especially freshman year of college and so i'm really excited for the multiplayer too when we get to it but i i remembered these missions very very well and i don't really We'll see how that memory holds up for the next ones, but I'm I'm super super jazzed. 
Um, I'd actually like to, if you guys want to ever go. So I was talking to Andrew about this. I'd like to play co-op sometime here, but I don't want to play it like my first time through a mission, if that makes sense. Like if you guys want to go back and play uh, Blaine, Blaine, if you want to play Crow's Nest again, I would go back and we could backtrack together. Uh, nope. <laughs> that sounds fun. But yeah, I, I'd like to to definitely co-op sometime in this just to kind of feel that out. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm really really excited. And except if memory serves, I remembered that the end of Halo Two falls off. I thought that the end of Halo or sorry, end of Halo One falls off. I was pretty sure the end of Halo Two falls off, but I don't remember that for Halo Three. And I could just be misremembering, um, but I th- think this one stays more consistent. It's also much shorter. There's only 10 missions in this game. 11. Yeah. There's nine, because there's 11, but two are cutscenes. So there's only right. nine missions compared to 14 or 15. Right. So it's a little shorter. I'm wondering if they realize, like, okay, we can do nine really well, and then we fall off. So let's just cut the nine. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of figuring it out, we're just gonna slow this, shorten this game up a little bit. Oh man, I'm looking forward to the end of this game. Yep. Except the the second to last level, that is that's that's the the one that I remember being the hardest mission to beat on Legendary. So let's try to play that one on Legendary. Let's do it. Can we? Let's play that all co-op because we can do a three-person co-op, right? Yeah. Okay, that's the one we play on co-op. Okay. All right. And then we can play the last mission on co-op because that one's fun. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that would be legit because that's the Halo run. Yep. Yeah, we'll do the last two on Legendary together. That'll be a lot. Yeah. So next week we're gonna play through the Storm, Floodgate, and the Ark. And uh, yeah, thanks again for for tuning in. Uh, You should jump in with us and start Halo Three up and play along. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye, Craig.